Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6AMRun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the 6AM Run Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Paisant. As always, a pleasure to have you listening to the show, wherever you're listening to, either in the car, on a run, maybe a run at 6am, wherever it is, we appreciate you. We had a really good show, really good guest today for you, but as always, before we get started, this show is brought to you by 6am Run and 6amrun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order and take a look at some of the new merch that Hami's been putting out. All the uh, the fall apparel and winter apparel is coming out, so we know a lot of you like to run in the cold weather. And if you're up near Hami in Delaware, definitely get some of that cold weather gear. So today we have Roman Fisher, and I'm going to enjoy this conversation because I always appreciate people that have experienced problems or issues in their past and and they wanted to help others along the way that's what made them want to get into their field but without giving too much of it away roman thank you so much for being a part of the show why don't you go and introduce yourself for our audience yeah thanks for having me i'm very happy to be here yeah so i do acting i do modeling uh bodybuilding and i also help people transform their minds and their bodies both in their day-to-day lives. So that that sounds like one, it sounds like a lot. It's it sounds great. And and I I I think there, you know, I, I think there's a few more people in the world that that do that. But let's go back to the beginning because you you saw a close family member get sick and pass away due to health problems. Kind of talk about that time in your life and why it made you decide to help people. Yeah. So that was a really, really rough, you know, area patch of my life, as you would expect. I mean, when it's a family member that you're really close to and you really know, you trust, you love. And he was someone that, you know, I didn't see like every day because we lived several states away him being in Wisconsin, uh, me being down in Arkansas, actually. But yeah, just having that, you know, while that separation was there, distance-wise, we weren't separated, you know, relationally. Like, we were really close to each other. And so seeing him just in that position where, um, and to really go into it, my mom actually got the news from her brothers who lived in Wisconsin, not too far from my grandpa, So they got the news and then my mom found out that he passed away and I didn't know. I didn't even know at all until I heard that from my mom. And when I got the news from my own mom about that happening, at first I was just shocked. I mean, I was taken aback. It's like, how does someone that I know and love just vanish, so to speak, and just 
just go away. So that hit me. I mean, it hit me hard. It really, really hit me. Thank you for, for sharing that. I'm, I'm sure that was really tough for you. So this this happens, and I'm, I'm sure you're going through a point where um, you have to process all this. What what was that like for you? Yeah. So I then started feeling the effects that, you know, anyone would feel, you know, just sad, depressed, uh, things of that nature. And after that, you know, shortly after we were scheduled to go to his funeral. And so ultimately that happened. We went to his funeral and that's when it really, really hit me. Going to his funeral, just driving up with my family to Wisconsin and going not too far from his hometown in Wisconsin. And that's where his funeral was. I was 20 at the time, about five years ago already. And that was nuts. That was a really, really, really nuts circumstance. I mean, it was very surreal and really the worst way possible because seeing my grandpa in the casket and then ultimately finding out why and how he passed away. So it was due to cancer. And I know that's a huge uh, factor in a lot of people's deaths, sadly. But finding that out and then really finding out why he got that cancer and that cancer actually stemmed back all the way to, you know, matters such as not putting on sunscreen, not taking care of his body, being in the sun for long periods of time. But also internally, he developed cancer too. And come to find out he was a heavy, huge sugar addict. So he would not put down sugar for anything. Like that was one of his guilty pleasures. And you know, sugar in moderation's likely not going to kill you, but he was very much into sugar. And when I say that, I really mean that. And yeah, that was crazy to find out. And that really, really affected me, you know, because other just other than just losing my loved one, also knowing that he died from that, and that was something he could have prevented that really made it hard for me mentally. But also on the flip side, while that did put me in a depression and put me in the shock for quite some time, it inspired me to not want to go down that same path. Thank you for going over that. And I know that's hard to watch, you know, a loved one suffer like that, but also having that in the back of your mind that this possibly could have been preventable. And you said that, uh, you know, on the flip side, you were, you were depressed, you were upset, rightfully so. But you just mentioned that it also inspired you. Um, and I've talked on this show plenty of times about my addiction to sugar, and, and I love my gummy bears, and people know that. But um, I, I guess, what was your relationship to sugar, and how did this, you know, inspire you to kind of, you know, look at things differently? I was a, you know, really huge sugar addict myself. I was very much into eating, you know, candy, anything you could really put your hands on and find in the store that had sugar in it. Like I was heavily involved in that. So that was my guilty pleasure too. So it was pretty strange how I had that same exact, you know, uh, desire, that same exact desire, that same exact just craving that he had. And so knowing that, you know, as bad as it was that he passed away, knowing that that was his, 
you know, guilty pleasure, I knew to not go down that same path for myself. And I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to end up the same way. And I didn't want other people around me to feel what I was feeling about my own grandpa and what they were feeling about my own grandpa. So I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want that for anyone else either to see it, to feel it, to be in that situation. So that really inspired me to take a turn for the better with my diet, watch what I was putting in my body, what I was eating, what I was drinking, you know, how much I was eating and just the ingredients too that, you know, you see on the labels because so many people, they don't really pay attention to not only what they're eating, but what's in their food, like literally down to the very scientific fact of what's all in it. And it's crazy. What happened with my grandpa also not only inspired me to eat better, eat cleaner, and just be more aware of what I'm eating, but it led me to actually do quite a bit of research online on the internet to really see and just find out what's in our food, what's in our drinks. You know, the amount of salt, the amount of sodium, the amount of sugar that they put in just one glass of Pepsi. It's, it's crazy. And then all the artificial colors of preservatives and all the different things that these uh, ingredients do to our body, especially in the long term. So thinking in the long term, that's really helped me where I'm at now because I'm living for tomorrow. I'm living for the future. I'm not just living to eat, you know, the tastiest thing or have the sweetest um, candy around. I'm actually thinking long term of changing just myself so I can feel better about, you know, myself tomorrow and help other people in the process. First of all, thank you so much for, for going, you know, through that story. I, I know you said it's been almost five years and it, it, you know, if you're anything like me, you know, I lost my, my mother about five years ago. It, it still feels like yesterday and you, and you wish you had one more, one more conversation, one more day with them. But what you've talked about is, is kind of opening your mind up to, to changing behaviors. You've talked about that, you know, you had a sweet tooth and you, uh, had a, you know, like the sugary foods and sugary sweets, but you know, sugar does something to our brain that makes us crave it. How have you been able to like change your mindset and change that behavior to eat better, or at least look at your nutrition in a way in that, as you said, the long-term effects versus just wanting that quick fix right now. Right. So other than getting that inspiration and that drive to not want to keep eating that, I took it into small increments. That's how I really was able to put it into practice. So a lot of people, and sadly, they'll say, oh, I got to make this change. I got to lose this. I got to lose, you know, X amount of weight, or I got to cut out this amount of sugar. The problem with that is that's just saying it. You actually have to put it into practice. So the best way I found to put it into actual practice and get the results you want and the results you deserve and the ones I got for myself was I broke it down into small increments. I cut out sugar gradually. I didn't just cut it out overnight and basically go uh, cold turkey because a lot of people think and believe that they can just cut something out and that's that. But really, just like you were uh, saying, sugar, it's, you know, it's, it's draining. It's crazy how it will actually have you crave more sugar and just 
want to eat more. So knowing that and understanding that, that allowed me to know that cutting out sugar isn't something you can just do overnight. From personal experience, especially knowing that I used to be a heavy sugar addict, I knew that if I tried doing that, I would actually eat probably more sugar ultimately. So just gradually cutting it out, that's best for best results. Because if you don't do that, if you keep having the sugar, it's not a good thing. But if you go cold turkey, you're going to inevitably come back to it. Unless you're one of those people that can do that, that's cool. But for the most part, you don't have a high you know, success rate when you're trying to cut out sugar, just cold turkey. So just gradually cutting it out. So for example, instead of having, let's say someone has three bottles of Pepsi a day, instead of having three of them a day, you could have like two and then eventually have like one and a half and then one and a fourth and then like one and then just taper off. So essentially tapering off of the sugar intake that you've been having from day to day and week to week, that is a very best way that I've personally found from personal experience to actually get the sugar out of your system and just feel better, have more energy, and well, just ultimately live longer too. Yeah, come come from someone who, who loves their gummy bears and, and loves the Skittles and not a big soda guy. I'll tell you right now, I don't I, I don't like soda, so that's a that's a good thing. But I definitely understand where you're coming from, um, and those are those are great ideas. And and I've had I've had a couple friends who've who've weaned themselves off of 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 Mountain Dew and 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 diet Pepsi and diet Coke. So it's it's amazing what those those chemicals do to our brains. But so you kind of talked about that that nutrition part of it, um, but. You are, you are big into fitness, so let's kind of talk about that. What got you into fitness, into weightlifting? What got you into the gym? Like, what, were, what was the genesis of that part of your life? Yeah, so, of course, fitness and nutrition, they're very alike, but they're also different in a sense. Of course, they go hand in hand. But what really got me into the weightlifting and exercising aspect of my life was seeing my younger brother, you know, of all people, my younger brother just get into uh, weightlifting himself. And, you know, I was always that skinny kid back in school. Uh, my, my brother, a lot of my family was pretty skinny growing up, but seeing him just make that change and just really take the initiative to pick up the weights and actually start lifting you know, get them reps in, get them sets in. And over time, seeing the just positive change, not just with his mood, his energy, and just his whole overall, you know, body, but seeing the actual specific changes in his muscle mass and seeing him grow the muscle on his body and the strength to you, of course. So that really inspired me to actually want to make that same change for myself because not just seeing that, you know, over the course of several months, of course, it's not an overnight thing, but seeing that change gradually over the course of several months and then having it be my younger brother of all people, it's like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it too. So just seeing the changes that he was making, which were great, I wanted those same changes for myself. So that really encouraged me to actually make that change for fitness and actually develop that routine 
and consistency for fitness that I've been doing ever since. So, so through all this, and that that's awesome. I think it's great. You always hear about the the, the younger brother taking from the the older brother and and, and, and doing and wanting to be like him. But that's awesome that you 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 looked at, at that. That makes me feel good. It really does. I don't know why. I, I'm a twin, but I, I don't have a younger brother. But I mean, technically, I do. He's 17 minutes younger, but that that does not count. But um, you know, so what's your favorite? Like, what's your favorite regiment? Like, what are the things you like to do to stay fit? Yeah, so it really just all depends uh, first on the goal that I have at the moment, my fitness goal, whether I'm trying to just burn fat or gain muscle or anything else beyond that. But generally speaking, what I love to do is even if I'm losing weight or gaining muscle, no matter which uh, path I'm on and which focus I really have at the moment, I love doing supersets. I love doing a lot of, you know, four to five day splits throughout the week. I typically like doing upper body, lower body. Uh, right now I'm doing upper, lower, push, pull legs. So Monday I'll do upper, Tuesday, lower body. Uh, Wednesday will just be a rest day like today. And then tomorrow it would be push, Friday pull. So pushes the shoulders, triceps and shoulders. So the push muscles in your body. And then the pull for Friday, just back and biceps. And then Saturday, I'll do legs and core, just like um, Tuesday. So that's mainly my split that I follow. And I followed that for quite some time. Now, if I'm just trying to bulk up, gain muscle, I might take it down a day and just not go as intense, but still lift pretty heavy to maximize my muscle growth and strength. So it just really depends. I might switch up the split some, depending on my goals. But generally speaking, it's four to five days a week for me. And that's, I think that is a great one that, that, that that's a great regiment to have. I think it's a very disciplined uh, regiment to have. And I think that's one thing that people have to understand about people who like to stay mentally and physically fit, that it does take, you know, discipline over motivation and inspiration sometimes. Sometimes you just got to get it done. But in this, I, I, I want you to talk a lot about and a lot as much as you want really about you know flexibility and mobility because even as we're we're building muscle even as we're losing weight even as we're getting fit we have to make sure we we take care of our joints and make sure we're taking care of our mobility because that's so important you know how do you make sure that flexibility and mobility stay in your routine yeah. So what I like to do is I like to do any and all stretching for myself after my workouts. So not just after weightlifting, but if I do cardio, then I also like to stretch after that too. So I always stretch at the very end. Some people say do it before. It's not going to kill you if you do that, admittedly, but it's better to do it after weight training and cardio if you do cardio. So with stretching after it's good because other than increasing flexibility and mobility, it also will help relieve that stress, that tension from your workout. So that will help with that and also help, you know, reduce soreness and also reduce um, any uh, possibility of injuries to you that you could, you know, endure for the next day. So it just keeps you more mobile, keeps you more active and it just really keeps you going a lot better. But I found that doing it after everything at the gym is the best way to do it. 
I, I totally agree with you. And I was just, I've, I've started to implement that in my workout routine and it just makes you, it makes you feel so much better after a good workout to get that stretch in. Um, and we've talked about a lot about physical health. It talked a lot about, a lot about physical health and, and nutrition, but you're also a big advocate in regard to stress management, anxiety management, making sure we take care of our, our mental health and our physical health. Kind of talk about how you integrate the both, how you, how you integrate both, how you use your physical health for your mental health and how, you know, people can, can overcome their anxieties or their stress or how they can work through some of the things that's going on in their lives. Right. Definitely. So mental stress and physical stress, you know, they both are closely aligned and actually they can feed off of each other and work hand in hand, essentially. So your mental state, your physical state, they're both very important to, uh, you know, monitor and keep track of and improve as much as you can uh, humanly possible. So really, my best advice to just keep going and have that that motivation and just that success in your life, whether it's fitness related or not fitness related, just anything in your life, it's good to have a good solid mindset and, you know, a good aspect with the physical too. But I will say this, while they're both very important, you got to first really just get your mindset right before anything, because if your mind's not there, your mind governs a lot of stuff. I mean, you could also argue our heart is our second brain. And I do believe that's true. But just speaking of our brain and our and our body, just our brain and our body in this instance, the most important thing is first your brain and just having your mind be in the right exact place. Because if your mind isn't right, then your physical you know, aspect of your life will not be right. And that's where a lot of people don't understand that. They think that they can just go to the gym no matter their mindset. Yes, your physical um, aspect of your life's important with your physical body and getting that in shape. But if you don't have your mind right, and if it's not set right, if your mindset is not set right, then you're not going to get the results you want or at least not the way you want them to be. They're going to be half-assed results, just to be totally blunt, if you don't have your mind right. So always get your mindset right, set your mind right, then the results from the gym can follow and will follow. And I like to use this analogy to you. A lot of people, you know, use phrases such as one more set, one more rep, stuff like that. Well, you're not going to want to get through that workout. You're not going to want to get that next rep in, that next set in. If you don't have your mind structured and set in the right place to begin with, you have to have the mindset and mentality that you can get through that next rep, that next set. You got to believe it, even if you don't physically feel like it and working out. I like to say this to you, working out obviously is physical. I mean, you would be crazy to not think that, but it's more mental, believe it or not. And I know that sounds crazy. But if your mind is not set in the right place, you're not going to be physically prepared to actually, you know, endure and get through that said workout, whatever that workout is. So get your mind right, set your mind right. And I definitely think that was, I think a lot of people kind of forget about 
you know, how important it is for, for mindsets and stress management and to make sure we're in the right state of mind and not just going through the motions because we have to do things with purpose. We have to be intentional, especially if you're looking to, to, to get in shape, to get back in shape, to, and I'm not talking about shape, like physically, I'm talking about overall shape. Like if you're looking to get in a better headspace, like we have to do these things intentionally. And of course that you work with people and you coach people and, and you have clients and you know, I, I, I ask this question to everybody that comes on the show that works in the space that, that you work on at work in, because I, I like the different answers that I get. And I want to give people, um, you know, some motivation, uh, to, to get started. Someone comes to you and says, Roman, this sounds great. I appreciate what you're doing. You look great. I see what you've done. I just don't have the time, you know, the, the, the boys have school and they have soccer practice and I got to get home and do this and do that. And, and I got the job and blah, blah, blah. I, I just don't have the time. How do you how do you respond when someone says that to you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a common thing. Sadly, a lot of people uh, say and that's, you know, I understand that a lot of people in life, you know, no matter where they're at in life a lot of people tend to be pretty busy. So that makes sense. The thing though is what I usually stress is that we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Yes, we do have different you know, schedules. Yes, we do have different jobs. So I'm not saying that some people are not busier than other, you know, other people. There's definitely people that are busier than other people in the world, 100%. But I'll still tell them and stress the fact that we all get the same amount of time in a day as far as the same amount of you know time before the day's done. With that, I have them understand that even if their schedule is a little more hectic than usual, you can still make time. If there's a will, there's a way. So even if you can't drive, let, let's say you like live 30 minutes from the gym. If you can't make that extra 30 minute commute to go to the gym and then spend that time in that said gym, then I at least recommend for them to do body weight workouts from home, even if it is only for 10 to 15 minutes. And even if it's not the best workout in the world, you know, let's say it's not just getting that 10 to 15 minutes in of like a full body workout, a really super, you know, intense full body body weight workout at home. That is better than nothing. And you can actually make great solid workouts and I've done it for some clients already, you can have great solid workouts where you can be at home, no weights, no gym equipment, literally be at home by yourself and just work out in 10 to 15 minutes and still get a really good burn from your calories. So that that is something I stress to a lot of people, whether they're clients or not clients, just understanding that Yes, life gets hectic for everyone, some for, you know, more for certain people, but knowing that we all have that same amount of time, as long as we make time for it, we'll get to where we want to be. So just take that little bit of time, take the 10 to 15 minutes, even if it means waking up earlier. That's another key point I'll bring to them is sometimes just wake up earlier, wake up a little earlier. Even if you miss out on like 10 to 15 minutes of sleep, that's 10 to 15 minutes that you can put towards that full body workout, that full body body weight workout. And it can be like a high intensity workout. 
where you just do nonstop rounds of several different exercises for your whole body. So that's mainly what I'll stress to them. And it usually does work. They eventually understand that, man, it really doesn't take that much time to do that. It's, it's crazy. And also too, I'll have them just understand that this is a process, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing. Your schedule will not always be, you know, very lenient and very friendly to what you want to do, but there always is a way there's a will, there's a way. So you just got to work around your schedule and just incorporate as many workouts as you can. Even if you have to spread the workouts out throughout the week and do shorter workouts for more days, that's another way of doing it. And then just waking up earlier. Yeah, I, th I think there's always, and I appreciate you answering that question because I, I ask everybody in, in the fitness uh, space that question because I I hear that all the time and and especially with people who are even my friends and close to me is I I don't I don't know how you found the find the time it's like I I make the time I don't find it I make it I mean it's 24 hours in a day like I, there's no there's no more time to find exactly <laughs> I make it exactly so, um and and I think yeah you can't find 25 yeah, you, can't, you can't do it you can't so. do it uh, I would love to sometimes uh, but. Uh, and you brought up a good point because I, I do uh, wake up early to make sure I get my, my workout in. But you did mention sleep. And and this is why I appreciate talking to people like you, because you know the benefits of getting into a good sleep pattern, why sleep is so important. You know, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of talk about why. And we know in life in general, sleep is important, but as someone who's trying to either stay in shape or get back in shape, why is sleep so important? Yes, sleep is very important. It's very key, not just to feel better and look better and feel younger and look younger, but also to get that extra boost of energy, not just in anything you want to do in your day, whether it's with you know your job, your career, your business, or with family, or just with working out. It's really key for all those things to have that energy, that perseverance to get through the day and then come back that much stronger the next day. So there's, those are some really strong, powerful reasons why you need sleep. But in addition to that, depending on your goals, but even if you're trying to gain muscle, even if you're trying to lose weight, burn fat, no matter your goals, really, sleep is always important. Because if you're not getting enough sleep, especially enough quality sleep, then your results that you're trying to get from the gym just won't be it. Or at the very least, it won't be as good as you want them to be. Because when you get enough sleep, at least seven to eight hours of sleep, that's you know about the sleep you want, the amount of uh, sleep. When you don't get that amount of sleep and the quality sleep, the REM sleep with it, then it's going to be harder to burn fat because when you sleep, that's really and truly when your body is burning that fat off of your body. So getting that sleep is key for that. But also, if you're trying to build muscle too, it's key for building muscle because sleep is money. When you're trying to gain muscle and gain strength and get stronger and just bigger, sleep is a priority because when you sleep, your body can better repair itself and then build muscle from there at that point. So no matter your goals, sleep is key, as you can hear now. 
sleep is everything. Additionally, last but not least, you want to make sure to get enough sleep if you want to live longer. Studies have shown scientifically that people that don't get enough sleep and the quality sleep that they need and deserve, they don't live as long. I forget the exact percentage, I don't want to lie to you, but there is a rough percentage and it's a pretty, sadly it's a pretty alarmingly high per, uh, percentage, but these people that aren't getting the sleep they need, they aren't living as long and it's a pretty high percentage. You know, their lifespan uh, decreases by at least, if I'm not mistaken, it's a few years at the very least. Don't quote me on the exact number, but it's definitely a few years taken off your life if you're consistently not sleeping well. I uh, I definitely I know I know the exact study you're talking about, and and I remember it was pretty eye opening the um the, the years, and I, I appreciate you you mentioning that and talking about that, and and you know before before we kind of wrap it up, I, I there's one more question I have for you, but if I before I let you, you plug your socials and, and, and tell people how they can get in contact with you, I, I want to know what keeps you motivated. Like, I understand you probably have a busy life. I understand there's clients that you have. I understand there's times that you, you know, may want to just take a break or, or whatever, and, and but you keep going. Why and how do you stay motivated? Yeah, it's a great question. So really, first, before anything, just knowing that all the things I've accomplished and just looking back on all the stuff that I've accomplished, whether it was with my fitness regimen or my clients in my fitness program or just anything else in general in my life, doesn't have to be anything super specific, but the more specific I get with it, whether it's in my fitness, you know, part of my life or acting and modeling or other aspects of my life, no matter what it is, just remembering and even saying out loud my past accomplishments, my past achievements, that really keeps me wanting just to keep pressing forward, keep pushing, keep pulling type thing. So remembering all my past you know, successes, that lights that fire in me and it keeps that fire going with like no room to burn out at all. So that's a huge thing. Also remembering and writing out you know, I've written out in one of my journals, everything that I'm grateful for from the smallest to the biggest things in my life. And it could be friends, could be family, could be finances, could be business or anything else. Just really writing that out and then looking at that at least a few times out of the week, each week, and then saying it out loud, especially if I feel like I have to, that really keeps that drive going for me as well. And then last but not least, just living by the quote, motivation gets you going, consistency keeps you growing. <laughs> so just living by that quote to you that I actually, I'll be honest, made up myself. I just one day I was like, okay, motivation gets you going, consistency keeps you growing. I, I love it. It, it. it rolls perfectly. It rhymes and it's and it flows well. But that living by that quote, and just knowing that motivation's great, it gets that fire, you know, going first. But have that, having that consistency then to keep going, like that's the full cup of tea. Like if you don't have that consistency, that motivation will eventually burn out. So also knowing that too, and just staying the course. 
And I, I think a lot of people can really take from that because um, it's you. You said it yourself. Like this isn't an overnight thing. This isn't something that you go to the gym for a week and and you you're the person you want to be. Um, it it does take that fire. It does take that internal fire. Um, and and I, I love how you put that. I think a lot of people can take from that. So. You know, Roman, how do people find you online? How do they learn more about you? How do they just get in touch with you if they want to uh, get some advice or get some tips from you? Yeah, if you want to just find out more about me, about myself, what I do, and just any tips, any tricks, advice, and all the people that I've helped. And hey, if you want to also get help yourself with your fitness goals and anything beyond that, you can find me at romanfisherofficial.com. That's my direct website. Or you can even just connect with me one-on-one -on -one personally at my social media, Roman Fisher Official. Yeah, that's my handle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. Now, of course, if you really want to connect with me, Facebook or Instagram, those are the best ways to actually really connect one-on-one. -on -one. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I, I As I tell people all the time, you can pause the show right now and go into the show notes and we'll have links to, uh, to Roman socials. Uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you, you opening up and telling us, you know, just things about you and how people can, can get in shape and, and just giving some, just dropping some really good knowledge. So Roman, thank you so much for being a part of the show. You take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been great, man. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run Podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.